Lord has always said a man has nothing to fear if he is innocent. Chandler pulled the reins free from the post and climbed into the saddle. You remember Henry Drayman? A man disliked across half a dozen villages in the county. A brute of a man in his twenties who would gamble for any easy victory, be it cockfight or throw of dice. Blackstone's brother had repeatedly beaten him in archery competitions but Draymond's humiliation had been complete this past Easter when Richard had beaten the older man in the wrestling contest. Bested by a boy nearly ten years his junior, he had sworn revenge, and now, somehow, he was inflicting it. Your freak of nature brother will be on the end of a rope by tomorrow. He'll bray in terror, the dumb bastard. Blackstone took a step forward and effortlessly grabbed the horse's reins. He twisted them, trapping Chandler's hands in a leather burn. The man winced. I respect your office, Master Chandler. You serve his lordship with diligence, but I would beg you to assure him that neither I nor my brother have brought any shame to his great name. He released his grip. Chandler turned the horse away. They caught Draymond with her ribbons. Her body was found in her father's cornfield. That's where you used to take her, isn't it? And your brother? Christ, the whole damn village fornicated with her. But Draymond turned a prover before they hanged him yesterday. Blackstone knew there could be no escape from the sheriff's court now. A man condemned to death could accuse his enemies by way of appeal, of implicating another in his crime by approval. Torture was illegal under King Edward III but those with the power and authority of local law enforcement would never shy away from using it to secure a confession. After a week tied naked to a stake, soiled by his own waste, starved of food and denied water, the beating at the hands of the sheriff's men had finally broken Draymond's mind and loosened his tongue. His life was forfeit, but sufficient cunning still lingered behind the pain and suffering. He would leave this world taking another with him, an enemy, the one who had humiliated him, whose name was etched into his heart as if the stonemason himself had chiselled it there. Chandler smiled. The price of wool is going up. My cousin will have his sheep on your land in a week. He spurred the horse away. Wood smoke, trapped by the mist, snaked away, searching for its escape. There was none. Blackstone knew the dead man had wreaked his revenge. The sound of horses' hooves clattered towards him. It was too late to run. Blackstone had time to warn his brother not to resist the armed men who came to arrest them. The boy made a guttural groaning sound, his way of confirming his understanding. His brother and guardian was the only source of comfort the deaf-mute boy had had in his life. He was little more than a beast of burden to anyone else, and the butt of practical jokes and torment. Were it not for Thomas, Richard Blackstone could have used his strength to fight and kill his tormentors. The boy's size and that great square skull with nothing more than a down-like covering confirmed to everyone in the surrounding villages that the boy was indeed a freak of nature. His crooked jaw gave his face a permanent idiot grin. They had cut his mother open to lift the child from her, and she was dead within hours from the loss of blood. 
a huge child at birth. He uttered no cry and showed no sign of reaction to the torchlight being crossed in front of his face. The village midwife, who helped Annie Blackstone bring this hulking creature into the world, said that the silent, mouthing infant should be left in the cold night air to die. Tortured by the loss of his wife, Henry Blackstone agreed. He already had a two-year-old infant to care for. This monstrous baby would be left to nature. It was a bitter wind that blew from the east that autumn of 1332. The barley crop had failed again. The drought suffocated the land, and cold air settled at night into an unseasonable frost to cramp a man's starving body. By midnight, the moon's glow illuminated the sparkling ground. The abandoned child's father walked out to the corn stubble and found his son still alive. A ring around the moon.